welcome to another episode of the Red Arrow Health Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Marco, with my very sophisticated co-host... Jessica. How's it going, Jessica? It's going... You look very nice tonight. Thank you, and you look very comfy. I am very comfy. Why are you so comfy tonight? (laughs) It's been a long day, and then right before dinner, I went and mowed the lawn for an hour and a half, two hours, and then finished cooking dinner for us, and... Got the kid, you know, spent some time with the family, got the kids to bed and hit the shower. And I was like, well, I can either get dressed up for a podcast <laughs> in our basement recording studio or I could just put a robe on and mix a martini because when I was thinking about what do I drink as I'm sitting here, you know, in boxers in a bathrobe, it's like, I'll make a martini. Yeah. Dirty. A dirty martini. You should make a clean martini. I'm clean. The martini's dirty. Okay. Yeah. What are you drinking? I am drinking a very big glass of of weekend sweet sweet red wine from Round Barn Winery in Baroda. In Baroda, it's Michigan down the Street. It is down the street. It's so delicious. It's really sweet. It's a nice sweet red. Nice. Yeah, it makes me happy. Is your dirty martini vodka or gin over there? This one's vodka. Okie dokie. Okie dokie. Well. I would say cheers, nope. but we have very full glasses, and we're both very <laughs> tired, so the odds of us spilling it all over the electronics and everything are pretty high. So how about I just say cheers and we high-five? Okay. Cheers. Cheers. Why are we acting like we don't know how to high-five? What the hell are we doing? <laughs> like, we apparently, we don't know how to tonight. <laughs> what the hell? This is so stupid. This is stupid. High-five. There we go. That was ridiculous. I high five people all day, every oh day. Oh my god! This is going to be a special episode. Up with you and your high fives. Full sarcasm was special. Yep. Yeah, which is horrible because uh, it's a fun topic. Is a topic I've been looking forward to, but uh, yeesh, this is going to be this is going to be something. Well, how's your week? How's your? Oh my god! I can't even speak. That's not a good sign. How's your week been going? Well, it's you know. Tuesday, <laughs> and I've already worked like. Well, this is gonna post on a Monday. Oh, that's great. Um, but still, as of today, it's Tuesday, and I think I've already worked like twenty-seven hours this week. Um, don't you guys? So are you fun. guys doing like a buttload of uh, assessments we, right now? Yeah, it's time. It's technical time, term buttload. A buttload. It's time for new clients. That's ex- always exciting, but it is very, very time-consuming work. So. It's a good time, though. Get to meet lots of new people. It's fun. Yay. Yay. Yeah, how's your week? <laughs> That's enough about me. How's your week going so uh, far? Well, my week's been, like, uber unproductive. Uh, the kids started school, so it's trying to figure out schedules and get them everywhere they need to go and figure out timing on everything and, you know, di- you know, dial in all those schedules so I can stay productive. But yeah. in the meantime, it's a hot mess. And we got all these parents who are also a big old hot mess. Like we're still trying to figure out, um, uh, kid four started preschool and I just luck of the draw. And I keep changing when I depart, I keep ending me up behind the parent grandparent. I can't tell if it's an older parent or a younger grandparent. It doesn't really matter. You're supposed to pick up your kid pull ahead down the driveway of the school a few hundred yards, get out, buckle your kid. Yes. Nope. It's been Th- that way forever. Forever. And we've had several kids go through preschool there. And But this dude hops out of his car right there, and the teachers are even telling him, please pull ahead. And nope, pops out right there to buckle his kid and grind 
carpool or car line down to a halt. It's like, yay. Yeah. Um, he does not give two about those social consequences of the rest of the line going, we got crap to do I today. I give him two weeks and then the friendly librarian will be out during preschool pickup oh, I to figure chat with him. Some some parent will say, to hell with the social norms, we'll get out of their car and chew them out. Of course, then again, there was like, remember, you had the deal, and occasionally I would go pick up the kids, but usually it was you. The, um, the, the one grandma who didn't care about Carline, we always parked in the wrong spot and screwed everything up. Yeah, she got to have, I think, four or five conversations with the librarian, and then she stopped doing that altogether. It took a few more conversations than it should have, but she did stop, so that was good. Yay. But it's all working itself out. We'll get there. And then we've got uh we got a birthday in the family this week. We do. It's exciting. Our uh, occasional podcast host, uh my go to emergency backup goaltender, Kid One, has got a birthday this week. Woohoo. So ending the annual two week period where we've got kids who are the same age but <laughs> not born in the same year. Yep. The Irish twins. Crazy stuff always happens when they're the same age. Uh, one year we had an earthquake and a tropical storm blow through D.C. Mm-hmm. in that period. One of the kids loved the earthquake. The other one was terrified. Yep. The following year uh, we had we were down in St. Thomas for my sister's wedding and a tropical storm came blowing through there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had some other weird things happen over the years. Uh, this year Hurricane Ida hit New Orleans but didn't touch us. Yeah, that's good. Let's just keep our fingers crossed, knock on wood, that uh, nothing happens in the next the few hours. The house doesn't burn down overnight or something. Well, okay, whoa, we went dark there. But, you know, something crazy doesn't happen. I was thinking more like um, zombie Wolverine comes out of the uh, ravine and gets us. <laughs> Where are we and I, I mean, And I mean the animal, not like Hugh Jackman. Yeah. But we'll see. We got a few more hours, and then she'll be a year older than him. For 11 months, and then they'll be the same age again. Fun times. Fun times. Oh, cheers to that. Yeah, we're not high-fiving anymore, because apparently well, apparently we can't. We can. it. it took, what, four tries to, like, yeah, slap was... hands? <laughs> you got to do it with, like, the water boy voice. Slap hands, slap hands. Bobby Boucher. Slap hands, slap hands. <gasps> Just as uh, college football season so, is getting ready to kick off. I have a fun story for you. Sure. We're at work today. Mm-hmm. And well, you were at work today. Uh, yeah, I was at work with my coworkers, and they were in the office, and they were talking about people with southern accents. And my coworker said, "Yeah, my dad grew up Did in they the south." Compliment on your northern accent? No, she said, "My dad grew up in the south, and he has a pretty like people can always tell. Oh, you're not really from here, are you? Y'all aren't from around and here." And I, I popped up, and I was like, "Yeah." I dropped my Southern accent as soon as I fig- could figure out how to do that once we moved to Michigan. And they were like, I'm, I'm sorry, what? You are not actually from Michigan? And I was like, no. I grew up, I was born here and then I grew up in various states through the South. And then the first time we moved to Michigan, it was from Virginia. And I had a pretty significant Southern Look, accent. I get you don't want to like lay out your whole history. Although I think we've done it on the podcast before, but you're from the Deep South. Mm-hmm. I mean, you were born in New Orleans. Yes. You spent time in... Georgia, Virginia, all these southern states. So they were like, oh, you, you, what, what do you mean you got rid of your southern accent? Why would you do that? Can, can you make it come back? And I was like, I got rid of it because the kids here were extremely mean to me until I made it go away. And they were like, no, they couldn't have been. And I was like, yes, 
extremely mean about it. And they they were like, oh, well, that's too bad. Hey, can you um can you still do it? And I was like, yeah, I can. And they were like, do it, do it, do it. And I said, no, I'm not going to I'm not going to do that. And my coworker was like, if you don't do it, I'm going to bring you a plant and stick it on your desk. And I was like, hmm, I think I'll just take the plant. And they kept pestering me. And I was like, no, it, it only really comes out when I'm really drunk. And they were like, OK, this can be arranged. We need to hear what this sounds like. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, or if you put me in a room with somebody who's got a very, very deep southern accent and i'm around them for more than two minutes it will just randomly pop out and they're like that can also be arranged we'll find someone (laughs) yeah like the the one girl's dad (laughs) invite him out to the bar well aside from that though we got we got this birthday hopefully fedex will come through with the package that's been sitting in south bend all since the weekend we'll see like what three four days now it's like should i just drive down there should i walk down and pick it up and bring it back up here i'm pretty ticked off at fedex i mean that's her that's her big present yeah but you uh you ran out and did some emergency I had shopping to go too to barnes and nobles because this is not a plug because for them. they still exist exactly they still exist and i really like touching books and Remember i like seeing borders them all was on the thing? books does borders still exist borders does not exist they went out of business when we still lived in virginia and i was heartbroken because i would take the babies there to walk around for hours on end and to look at books with them. And it was they so much fun. Seattle's best coffee there, which is actually owned yeah. by Starbucks now, I think. Um, but maybe that's Don't quote me on that. also why we have 80 gazillion picture books in this house because of my borders. Well, yeah, you used to go over there because it was also right by Carter's oh, Carter's there. Babies RS was over there. Um, Dick's. There's nothing worse, though. It was a major interchange in northern Virginia. And, of course, every time we'd either go straight past her or we'd turn and do a 90 degree and get these two little voices from the back of the car that would see it and go, Dicks! Yeah. Go, Daddy, it's Dicks! Dicks! I, I see Dicks! <laughs> you know what? Driving in northern Virginia, I saw lots of Dicks, too. <laughs> Behind the wheels of okay. all the cars. Um. God, but anyways, anyway, so I was at Barnes and Nobles picking out fantasy books for this kid, and after I had picked them wait, out, wait, what? Wait, what kind of? She, she likes fantasy, like that's her genre that she likes to read. So I was picking like out fantasy, fiction. yeah, like dragons and unicorns and. Okay. Not ew, no. So anyways, it's been a long day. I can't. I'm in a bathrobe with a martini, <clears throat> a dirty one. I can't leave the bookstore without checking out. The picture book selection, because, again, I have a slight obsession with it, and also it makes me happy, and it remembers when we had super tiny babies. So I was over at the wall looking at the latest releases, and I happened to look down where they had the newest board books, and I found Dear God, this. You didn't buy it, though, because we oh, have so I many bar- board came books. so close to buying it. We don't it. need any more board books in this house. We do need this one. Are you ready? Sure. I'm not sure, but... Baby Bowie. Baby Bowie. Baby Rocker, Baby okay. Bowie. Do they have more in the series? I this was the only one on the table. I didn't I don't know. It was like it was it was time for me to come home. So I took two pictures because look, it's the lightning bolt face. It's pretty cute. It's adorable. I'm on Amazon. I might right have now. to like actually buy it though because I want it. <laughs> I say, and also like they got his eyes right. One is dilated and the other one is normal. It's great. They have an outfit one page in there. You know, you can get it in a uh, Kindle format. I don't want it in Kindle format. I want to hold it in my hands 
or I want to take it apart and frame it and stick it all over my office. I mean, I'm doing a quick search on uh, Amazon. I'm not finding more in the series. Maybe this is the first one. Maybe. Maybe next they'll do Kiss. Looking at, oh, no, no, no. I hit the uh, the illustrator and they've got Baby Elvis. <laughs> Baby Aretha. Aretha. That does not, I that cannot speak. dude. Baby Mrs. Franklin, but that's not the title. Ms. Franklin. Uh, baby Kiss, that's awesome. Is there really a Baby Kiss? Yeah, there's a Baby Kiss. <laughs> baby Janice. Wake up, Santa. Happy Halloween. <clears throat> little hen, little hen. Ladybug, ladybug. Give me some more littles. There's a princess one. There's some stuff in French. A lot of stuff in French. All right, that looks like that's the it for the the littles. Do you think the little baby Janice has a baby bottle of Jack Daniels? <laughs> well, that's fun. What else did you find at the bookstore? Because I know you, you like it's it's hard to get you out of a bookstore. Um, I could just You're live just in heaven. right in the bookstore forever. So what else did you find? I didn't. That's, I found a lot of fantasy books that I think kid number one would love, but that I... Actually, I did buy one. She's like, you I, know, she'll have them read in about a day and a half. I know. That was the tricky part. I was like, oh, this one looks so cool. And then I would flip through it and I was like, oh, but each there's... total, because you got her, what, three? I got her three. Yeah, that'll last her a day and a half. There's pictures in some of them that I picked and I was like, oh, but that takes up pages or space where words could be and i think she'll just make her read faster some of them have bigger fonts no she needs she would, small font. yeah so the tissue paper type pages like they have in the bible <laughs> and some of those printings and no pictures and just basically load as much text as possible in there to keep her busy until she like power reads through it she's so like you she will stay up all night binge reading mm-hmm. i did get her this one book it's called dark waters and this and, won't post until after her birthday, so it won't spoil her. Yeah. Um, and it's about the this like family that goes um, on a little trip. And some other weird things happen. But the, the biggest part of the trip is that they're going to Lake Champlain. Um, and so I think an Champlain? appearance. Yeah, that's what I said. Anyways, I think an appearance of Champ. You have such a Yankee accent. Shut up. I think the, and there's an appearance of Champ in it, and that's why I bought it, because I was Chomp. like, oh, Champ. Chomp. He's called Champ. Champ. Shut it. Champ. Okay. He's not called Champ. Nobody calls him that. Champ. French pronunciation. We're not French. And this stupid lake is in America, so... The French trappers found it. They didn't find anything. It's not a non-existent oh my God, creature. Champlain is such a French word. But the monster is called Champ. Okay, I didn't check the monster. I'm check talking the about a monster, not about the stupid lake. Well, he's named after the lake, but I didn't check his papers. Did you? Yes. Okay. I did. Moving on. At our meeting with Bigfoot and Nessie and Champ. Yes. Mm-hmm. Their immigration it's, papers. It's pronounced Champ. So cool. There you go. Anyway, <laughs> the book. Who wrote it? Oh, yeah, I'll tell you. Give a shout out to the author, Catherine Arden. Nice. Mm-hmm. 
So anyway. Okay. I don't. <laughs> this yeah, monster. Anyways, I, I bought this book because I was like, ooh, this sounds kind of creepy, but also kind of fun. And you bought it because you want to read it? I do. That's why I bought it. I was like, maybe she'll love it. And if she doesn't love it, then maybe I'll read it. And I can have fun thinking about Champ, the lake monster that lives in Lake Champlain. Isn't there one that lives in Lake Michigan? I'm pretty sure that's not a real thing. I think I just invented that. To I'm tell pretty sure there's something. not one in Lake Champlain either. There is. Its name is Champ. Okay. They did a whole episode of Unsolved where, Mysteries where about is, it. Where uh, is Ogopogo? Is that Canada? Mm, I don't know. I don't know. All right. What else did you get? I really... some There's some dragon book that I got for her because the lady recommended it. And then I read the back of it. And I was like, yeah, actually, that sounds pretty good. I think she'll like it. And then some other one about some kids that do some things fantastically. Great synopsis. Okay. I don't remember what it's called. Also, Mo Willems has written a new pigeon book, and it's called The Pigeon Goes to School. Okay, or... she's, which is awesome because I love those books, but um, she's a little bit too old for the pigeon books. But kid number one is right on target. Or sorry, kid number four. <laughs> sorry. Um, by the way, Ogopogo is in um, British Columbia. Sorry, it's called The Pigeon Has to Go to School. And I flipped through that and it was pretty fun. Is he going to have a hot dog while he's there? No, but he does get to ride the bus to go to school. Oh my God, really? The Brit pigeon got to ride the bus? You're not supposed to let the pigeon ride the bus. But that's There's how a they, whole book on that. That's how they get the pigeon to go to school is... He's like, how am I going to get there anyways? And then the bus rolls up and he's like, okay, bye. Going to school. Peace out. Pigeon doesn't say. I'm pretty sure it's in that the adult. Little... It's the adult version read by Samuel L. Jackson. Like go to, to sleep. That's not a Mo Willems book. No. So I looked up uh, Lake Michigan Monster. Uh, first off, it's a movie that according to IMDb from 2018. I've never heard of this. Champ? No, Lake Michigan. We already did um Ogopogo, which is British Columbia. Now I'm doing Lake Mich a monster in Lake Michigan. The movie Lake Michigan Monster, which I've never heard of, came out in 2018. Mm -hmm. mm. There's no monster in Lake Michigan. No kidding. Other than a crappy movie. Horror whimsy on cheap Lake Michigan monster. <laughs> Horror whimsy. <laughs> it's whimsical. Oh, there is one in Lake Erie. What well, duh? Its, it's name probably is like Bessie. it probably has three eyes. It probably looks like the fish from The no, Simpsons. It looks like the sea monsters of Florida State. Oh, it kind of does. Mm -hmm. So, Florida State, um, the road barriers, like when they would close off a road to traffic, instead of just having those kind of U shaped concrete with steel inside barriers, they had shaping to them so they look like sea serpents coming in and out of the pavement. And I always thought that was a nice touch. Me too. They're my favorite. There is a Saginaw Bay Saggy. <laughs> I'm sorry, the Saggy. Saggy. <laughs> that, that just it's sounds wrong on many levels. It's a dark sea serpent who merely comes up from the murky depths and nudges the boat enough to knock things Has around a bit. A droopy expression and big bags under his, her eyes that just drop and sag. They think that it's an extremely old lake sturgeon. So that guy probably caught it today. Oh, yeah. That was a photo we found online of uh, uh, actually a retired NHL goalie who found possibly they sent in the 
the stuff, the metrics to the Guinness Book of World Records, possibly the largest sturgeon ever caught. Yeah, so they caught saggy today. Okay. No more saggy. Anyway. Sorry. Uh, what were the any other ones in the Great Lakes that were no. on that list? Okay. No. Well, oh, speaking of the Great Lakes, that ties into the, oh. tonight's topic. Very roundabout way of doing it. Very roundabout way of doing it. But we went for a little weekend adventure. We did. To the opposite corner of Lake Michigan from where we live. We're in the southern, actually southeastern corner of Lake Michigan. We're on the southwestern corner of Michigan. Uh, But we went, kind of you cut across on a diagonal up to the UP, over to Gladstone, Michigan, to one of our favorite races. And we spoke about this back way back when, when... I can't even remember what episode number was, but we talked or we spoke about uh, our favorite things. We went like favorite, what do we do? Like favorite shoes, running shoes, favorite things we use, favorite apps, favorite races of all types. And this was on our list of favorite races we had done. And we are looking very much forward to. It's a Kai try. It's mm-hmm. a paddle bike run, although this year they offered a swim component, too, if you wanted to swim bike run and do a traditional triathlon. We've done paddle bike runs other places, especially me, because those are my favorite style of races, our paddle bike runs instead of the swim bike run. And we had done this, and it was actually turned out to be our last actual real race. It wasn't the last event we did, but it was the last in-person race we did before COVID shut the whole world down yeah and while there have been other in-person races locally and regionally and actually in other places too that we could have gone to this was our first in-person race since things starting to loosen back up and open back up Mm -hmm. so it was kind of a nice bookends hopefully bookends (laughs) the whole covid uh thing uh, this whole surge in Delta variant and school starting and, oh, my God, I hope we don't have, like, some sort of everyone freaking out and locking everything back down. But the uh, the numbers are trending the wrong way, and we'll just leave it at that. But this was our, our race. So we had, you and I had no race, in-person races. Uh, Kid One and I did uh, a couple of virtual races. We did some other virtual races, you and I, through various outlets in 2020 but we we did, this was our last race of 2019 and it was our first race of 2021 mm-hmm. so we are going to talk about our weekend adventure which also have to coincide with our anniversary yay which was the mishax pedal bike run in gladstone michigan let's do some segue music and we'll speak about that Ready, Jessica? Ready. Let's do it. Okay. Okay. So the Mishex, the Mish Experience Pedal Bike Run is a Kai Tri. You can find these through, you know, a lot of people are like, I've never heard of this thing. There are a lot offered through various triathlon companies. A lot of times if you look through the details, like so-and-so is offering a triathlon, then you can look through the details and there's actually the Aqua Bike feature, which is your favorite, which is Swim Bike and you're done yeah it's a triathlon minus the running so it's a a duathlon mm-hmm. you could say or a biathlon so to speak uh there are duathlons traditional duathlons which are run bike run 
Yeah. There's, and they all come in different lengths and whatnot. And so what we found this one, we were looking for regional events and I was looking for more and more Kai tries because in our area, most of the Kai tries are offered by one particular company and we were kind of getting burned out on them because they were kind of taking their customers for granted. Yep. And we came across this company up in the UP who was offering one. And we're like, let's go try that. Because the one that's been doing the Lower Peninsula, Northern Indiana, Wisconsin, Illinois races, mostly though Lower Peninsula, they just really were treating their customers like Mm-hmm. And you had a really horrible experience at an all-female one. Yeah, but we've talked about that. We've so talked let's... about it. And if you want to hear about it, you go back and listen to past episodes. So we went up, and we had just an absolutely fabulous time. Uh, it, what is it? Mish Adventure Sports. Uh, it's the local water sports. And that kind of time, we've been having some drinks, so it's can have a negative connotation. But really, they do. If you want to go parasailing, you want to rent some kayaks, you want to rent some bikes, you want to go out for adventures, that's their local outdoor adventure shop up there. And they sponsor races. And the nice thing is up around Escanaba, Gladstone, Rapid River, that area, they put in a nice paved activity trail along US 2. So you've got the highway, then you've got guardrail, and then you've got this paved trail that you can bike on walk on, run on. It's a non-motorized trail. And then right next to it is Little Bay to Knock, which is a little offshoot of Lake Michigan. Every so often there are trash cans. There's there's park benches. You can you know sit on the park bench and cast out and fish. Mm-hmm. The nice thing is Little Bay to Knock and even Big Bay to Knock, it's sheltered somewhat so you don't get the big waves you get out in the open open lake that we have down by us. Yeah. And even up there too. It's protected a little bit, a little bit calmer. So lots going on. Uh, we we went up. We ended up staying in the hotel the first time around, uh, right there at the start finish line. The way it worked the first time we went was you. It's a water start. It's not a beach start where we've done you know especially I've done races where you like you have to run out to your kayak, hop in, and take off. I've done ones where like you're kayak has to be like touching the beach and you're sitting in it and you've got to unbeach yourself and take off Mm -hmm. this one we're out in the water so the first time we did it there were people out there who were very experienced in this thing and they're like paddling and pretty much timing it so that when the horn went off they were at full steam and they crossed the start line there's the rest of us who were there just with our paddle in the air ready to go you paddle three miles they had buoys out there they had you hemmed in they had the sheriff's department they had jet skis they had a pontoon boat that first time with a dude in a harness hanging off it taking photos, but we had plenty of support keeping an eye on us. You kayak three miles. You hit this little park, which is just adorable. Yeah. And then the local cross-country team grabbing your kayak and pulling it out of the way. So you just ran up and tried transition. You grabbed your bike. You biked up to Rapid River, turned around, came back to transition. And then you ran on this nice non-motorized trail, perfectly paved, relatively flat, too, for the run. Yep. And then uh, as soon as you cross the finish line, uh, you get your medal. The Superior Timing was their timing company. Mm-hmm. You know, and the workers there were great. The volunteers, I'm like, I'm like I just finished a triathlon. I'm not going to bend down and get my uh, timing chip off my ankle. They're like, no, no, we'll take care of it for you. But you walk over to the timing tent, and they print off like a little grocery receipt. Yeah. And it had all your timing and where you ranked and everything and all your splits and your transition splits. And then you went over to the 
the party area and they had breakfast burritos and the first year upper hand brewery was one of their title sponsors. And so they were giving you beers mm-hmm. and it was great. I mean, it was all in fun and they were really stressing the, 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 uh, relay aspect of it. But, uh, you know, it was the kind of showcase that it was all in fun. Like that first year I was in the 30 to 39 category mm-hmm. and I ended up being in the top three of my age group. And my major award was a bumper sticker that it's said pretty awesome 906. Sticker. And it's on our beer fridge out in the garage. Yep. That's uh, the guy that won my age division got a candy bar mm-hmm. from a local uh, confectioner shop. <laughs> so I was like, I mean, it was just fun. So we're like, we can't wait to go back. We signed up right away for 2020. One thing we did was we went from uh, the first time we're like, we're going to be too tired. We don't care. We'll get a, a land side, a uh, parking lot side room with a balcony, which was nice, but the hotel is, they're in a phase and it's going to be a multi-year phase of renovating itself. And it's a sizable stretched out hotel. Yeah. Uh, but we had seen what the lakeside rooms looked like and we're like, uh, we're totally getting the lakeside rooms. Now they are, they are more, but damn, they're nice. It was a really nice room. It was a really nice room. So we, we signed up for a new room and then of course COVID runs around and they canceled the 2020 edition. So we, uh, and they said, we're deferring everybody to 2021. So we called up the hotel, canceled my 2020 reservation. Like, Oh, please come back and see us soon. I'm like, Oh, as soon as I hang up, I'm getting back online and reserving my new room for 2021 and mm-hmm. sure enough that's what we did so that's what it is um let's talk about the training we did though before they canceled the 2020 edition i mean we were all in on this yep so what did you have going on in the 2020 and like coming out of the spring of 2020 before they had to cancel because i mean covid covid ruined everything we get it but like how much did you pour in it knowing we were going to be doing this um, I was in the pool pretty much every day. Granted, there wasn't like a swim option that year for 2020, but still like I was also training for other, um, aqua bikes and triathlons. So I was in the pool every day. Well, and there's a translation too, even with the kayaking, just doing that swimming, right, building it's good for the, your arms, your arms, and your legs and your mm-hmm. cardio. And then every other day, I think I was doing at least 14 miles on my bike, if not more. Now, I mean, some days you were as much as. 30 on a single ride. Yeah. And then occasionally I would get on the treadmill or I would just go for a walk around the neighborhood. But I really kept that to a minimum because I can't stand it. I preferred to get my workout in in the pool or on the bike. And the I think first we went for a couple kayak rides, too. Oh, we did. Yeah. I went for a lot. I, was I know going, you did, yeah. but I think maybe I did too. So my buildup was a lot of biking. I would take off and I would go off for um, 20 to 30 mile bike rides. I was running with kid one every day. Plus I was going for runs. I was swimming laps in the pool almost every day, somewhere between one and 3000 meters a day. Mm-hmm. And I was playing hockey. Along with doing everything else, yard work, whatever, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So plenty going on playing with the kids. Uh, plenty going on building up. Probably in the best shape of my life in Same. 2020. <laughs> the, and for you, I mean, that was really impressive because you were getting ready to get harness. And like you knew going in when we did this in 2019, you walked the 5K. And you were planning on walking that 5K, but walking it at a brisker pace. Yeah. 
And so you would, when you're going out for a run, your walks, and even in the spring, and I use spring loosely, like we started in February. Right. We, you and I were going out for brisk walks together. Yep. In the brisk, it was brisk out all right. It's very cold. It's very cold. There's flurries coming down and we were out for like, I'm like, can we just run home? <laughs> but uh, that was the buildup. 2021, you know, like we, this was 2020, it would have been awesome. And I knew that like I had already aged up in 2020 to what was the most crowded age group. Like, like we did this in 2019. Boy, that 40 to 49 group was jam-packed with people, and I aged up into it. I'm like, well, i got to be ready. 2021 rolls around, and it's just been just a chaotic year for us. You've had a busy year with the new job. I've had a busy year, and I just did not do as much training leading up into this. Uh, my kayak sat on the wall all summer until we went to this trip. Mm -hmm. We took my kayak. I didn't do as much biking, but usually when I went out biking, I was out with kid. Kid one has gotten into biking, so I've been out with her. We did a lot of stuff with Pachyderm Peddlers, but also some nights we just went, did Team Tomasi and went out. And it would be Thursday night, and we'd either leave from the donut shop near where they leave, but we'd all go do our own thing with you, me, kid one, and my dad. Or we actually have got to the point where we're like, let's just leave from our house. Yeah. And we saw the other bikers out there, and we waved to them. Uh, and especially now that kid number two has gotten into it, and he got a bike for his birthday. In an outfit. Oh, he got an outfit for my parents now. <laughs> they look like 1980s jams instead of being the spandex little tight things. He's so tiny. Even with the Asian sizes, they're like hanging loose on his little legs. It's yeah. funny. But uh, yeah, we're, we're out there. Uh, we're riding and, you know, there's that. But it's a little bit slower pace and... I just haven't had time, especially like I can't go. Well, you watch the kids. I'll take off for a 30 mile ride. So uh, I've got some rides in, but not as much as I did in 2020. Definitely not the uh, kayaking, running. Kid one and I have not been doing as much training. I was getting up and getting runs in in the morning, but it's been getting crazy hot. And so I've been on the treadmill with a slower uh, little stride. So not quite as ready as I was last year, but you know what? I'm. Been more ready than I was in 2019, and I'm also a good 30, 40 pounds lighter than I was in 2019. Yep. So I was very excited about that. So that's kind of the buildup. Our favorite race, not you know, not as in good shape for me, not as in good shape as I was last year, but in better shape than I was the first time we did it. For you, you were probably in better shape the first time we did it. And then also in your best shape in 2020. Yep. Yep. Well, on, that's not to pick any. Just laying out the, the story. So we're going up for this thing. We got parents watching the kids. Yay. No kids. Kid free weekend. Yay. So we had <laughs> tossed around the idea of bringing them up, especially with like the kids getting into like cycling. They kept putting out like, yeah, more, add more people, add more people. And it's like, maybe we do bring them up and no, they no. relay. We did not toss it around. You I tossed it that around. And I said, nope. And the kids, the kids also tossed it around. We're like, yeah, we'll put like, you know, kid number, uh, kid number one will bike it. Kid number two will run it because he's a good little runner. Kid number three, kayak it because he's <laughs> muscles. No. <laughs> anyway, no, we didn't bring him up because you're like, and it's our anniversary weekend. It's like, noted. Kids aren't coming. 
So we took the trip up, and uh, we have our our minivan, which back when we got that, that was like a midlife crisis moment when you had to buy your first minivan, and then you look back and like, this is amazing. We need to get more minivans. Like I need to trade in a fleet of minivans. Well, no, we don't need a fleet, but we need to like trade in my my SUV and get minivans because they got automatic sliding doors and when you're in a parking lot and it's tight spots they they slide instead of trying to swing open it's easy to get kids in and out mm-hmm. there's plenty of room in it in this case we're driving up and i put uh i put the uh the bike racks and the kayak rack which are usually on my truck moved them over to your van but then i'm like you know it, there's some rain in the forecast and i don't know i don't want my bike getting rained on before we have a race and you don't want your bike getting rained on we just put down all the seats in the van Mm-hmm. And laid the bikes in there and the suitcases and the cooler because we brought refreshments, food, and because it cuts down on costs. So if we've got snacks and everything and breakfast items in there and all our emergency supplies, because you got to be your own pit crew in case something breaks. Yep. And we threw the kayak on top. So we loaded all that stuff up and we hit the road. Now, as we're loading it, your your parents showed up. And your dad was very curious on how the kayak goes on the car. And usually when I'm going on this, I'm trying to like save on gas mileage a little bit. I've got I've got a 12-foot kayak. And it is not the fastest kayak. It's kind of big. It's kind of like a cross between, I would say, a battleship. But battleships are usually streamlined. It's more of like the old World War One dreadnoughts or a tugboat. It is, it's awesome for fishing. It's awesome for having the kids. It would be awesome for day trips. It was awesome for training. It is not a speedy little vehicle. It weighs 48 pounds. <laughs> so we're putting it up, but usually when I put it up, I uh, for going long, short distances, I just throw it up normally. The bow is at the front of the car, the truck, and the stern is at the back. But uh, knowing that we'd be driving nine hours, Mm-hmm. I decided we'll put it up backwards. That way the air's hitting it and not kind of like going in and like a scoop and hitting the seat like a big air dam. So we're doing it. Your dad's helping me and he's playing with my my kayak rack. And, you know, it, usually, it has these big red levers and you loosen them. And you just rock it open, swing open the arm, the, the cradle for the kayak, and then you rock it back locked. Well, he starts spinning it. Well, this thing's on a big screw, so that loosened it. I didn't think anything of it other than like, would you please stop playing with it? <laughs> we strap it in the night before. We put the bikes in the night before. We put most of the stuff in the night before, except for stuff in the cooler, so we can just get in and go in the morning. Mm-hmm. Insert the narrator there that like, it was a bad idea. <laughs> so we take off on our journey, leaving from Southwest Michigan, and yes. The shorter distance would be to go through Indiana, Illinois, Wisconsin, and up to the UP. That's no fun. Yeah, and through Chicago with a minivan and a kayak on top. That's why it's no fun. Yeah. So we take off on this journey, and it starts off going great. We're going up up past South Haven, up through Grand Rapids, on up towards Traverse City, Cadillac area, but then we got to cut across and catch uh, 27 over 75 and eventually head to the bridge. But we weren't quite to the bridge yet, and all of a sudden, you know, something feels different in the pedals, in the handling of the van, and you go... I can see it. I can see the kayak in my window. I should not be able to see the kayak in my window, ever. No. Nope. And there it was. And this thing, we've, like, 
driving around town while I'm going kayaking, I just put the, the lateral straps on it. But when we're going on long distance, I also have straps on the bow and stern hooked to the front and back of the car. Um, and we were watching on bouncing around. All of a sudden, it's the one on the front windshield that we have coming up along the passenger side of the windshield had shifted over. And now it's leaning on the antenna of the van. Yeah, that's the that's how I first noticed it is because the, I saw the antenna was like bent at a 90 degree angle. And I was like, oh, my God, it's going to break my antenna. It was a 90. It's pretty close. It was a good 75, but <laughs> it wasn't 90. Close enough. Yeah. I'm surprised it didn't snap. Antennas are very strong. Um, so, yeah, I got super screamy and you pulled over real fast. Yeah, because you're looking at your passenger side window and you're like looking up going, I can see the kayak. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm chewing on the owls for my dirty martini. Anyway, so we pull over and I'm like, everything's tight. I don't understand it. I slide some stuff over and we take off. We go about five miles and you're like, I can see it again. So then like, okay. <laughs> so when I put all these straps on, I, I tie them down and we've got, uh, they ratchet shut and they've got kind of grippers that go on the nylon straps. I also put zip ties on them to help, uh, cable ties as some people know, to help things from loosening up. And after I tie knots, so I cut all those off, redo all the straps Tighten it up and we take off again. And we get another, what, five, ten miles. And all of a sudden, yeah. I hear my wife saying, I can see the kayak again. Mother. And there we go. Here we go. Son of a. Here we go again. So we do that nonsense again. We do everything. And then, and then uh, we take off again. And it happens again. So finally, we pull off somewhere. I think we're around like Reed. A, some kind of rest stop. Re, some sort of rest stop near Reed City. So at this point, uh, I go up and I wiggle it and I figure out what's going on. Sure enough, because the the handles you rock open, rock shut, had been spun a few times when we were putting it on, it loosened the whole thing up. The back arm of the cradle now was wiggling. And so the whole kayak, this 48 pound basically 50 pound kayak was rocking forward and taking the arm it should be resting against and be locked into forward towards the passenger side of the car and that was getting enough slack for the front end the front end or actually the back end but the the piece of the kayak that was hanging over the front of the car to swing out beyond the outer limits of the the van Mm -hmm. and become a sail and we're getting closer and closer to the Mackinac Bridge, you know, a nice five mile trek across the strait where the wind is blowing. And I've got this giant sail on top of my car that's now wiggling loose. So we found this little rest stop. We take the entire thing off. I get up, I readjust and spin this thing, lock it down tight, pick up the kayak, and then we put it back on. We put it on correctly, technically. We put the bow at the front. We put the stern at the back. And so I'm like, screw it. You know, forget gas mileage. The air is going to come rushing across this thing, hit the seat like a giant air dam, but whatever. We lock it down. And also we are running out of zip ties. So now it's like, let's be very conservative about where we put our zip ties because we're running out of them. But we lock it down and it's uh, clenched 
just white knuckle the whole trip, especially as we're getting to the bridge. And the bridge is also, it's kind of like that a lot of the times now, it was a moderately windy day, not enough where they were shutting on the bridge. But when you go across this bridge, you got to pick. Uh, this is five miles across a straight between the Great Lakes. I mean, the wind has got nothing to stop it coming across that lake. And you choose uh, four, two lanes in each direction. You can either take the inside lane going north. That's metal great. And that's the air gets through it and it doesn't turn into a sail. And you don't get to see those crazy wavy bridge videos you've watched from every engineering disaster show ever. Or you go in the outside lane where it's paved, but the person in the passenger seat is basically looking over the edge straight down a hundred and some feet to the lake. Yep. 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 We drove in the outside. <laughs> yep. Yep. But I was nervous and I got the whole time. It's like, can you see the kayak? Can you see the kayak? Can you see the kayak? <laughs> is it hitting the, is the, the strap hitting the antenna? What's going on? Uh, we made it across. It was fine. We made it all. And then once you get up and we were up in the AP, then now we're driving east-west. And or actually, we are driving west by that point. So we're driving into the wind. There's lots of trees. I wasn't too worried about it. I was getting across the bridge that had me worried because we're basically getting hit by the wind. And I mean, even the van, even if we didn't have a kayak on top of the van, it would have been like a sail. Yeah. So, yeah, we made it. We made it in in time. And um, I was ready for a drink by the time we uh, we got to our hotel <laughs> much later than anticipated. It was uh, nine and a half, ten hours. Yeah, I think we showed up like three hours late. Three hours later, later than, than, we we ante- we than we thought we would. Um, between all the stops and driving slower and yeah. Oh, what a pain in the <laughs> So that was a trip up. We get up there, we go to check in, we pick up all our stuff. Um, the shirt this year, uh, the first year we did it, it's and this is only the third shirt. year they've offered it. Uh, the first year we did it was a nice little light blue with a yellow and white design. It was cute. This year, same kind of cute design, but the shirts were gray. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But still nice race shirts. I like it. I was wearing it the other day. Yeah. And we went to dinner. Now, this hotel we stayed at has a really awesome restaurant. And we've put it up on our Instagram before with the butter flight. When you yes. get your basket of breads, mm-hmm. and there's a variety of breads in there, it comes with a butter flight, complimentary with your dinner. Uh, you ordered the margarita flight again. Had different margaritas on it, mm-hmm. but uh, margarita was flight was good. The food is great. Yes, it's excellent. I was food. like debating like what to get because I'm like I got a race tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Like I, the the fish is usually pretty good. Actually, the fish is usually excellent. I'm just not a big fan of fish and seafood the night before a race because there's always that chance with seafood. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're playing the odds. Uh, seafood versus chicken, I mean, poultry, pork, beef, seafood. Seafood's probably the highest risk of something happening to throw off your race. So I went with beef. I actually had steak that night and salad. Um, we got, what, stuffed mushrooms for an appetizer. I mean, the food was outstanding. You got surf and turf. Mm -hmm. It was great. So that was the night before we went, we relaxed, we kind of laughed at the wedding that was going on. I think we had to wait for a table, so we sat at the bar for a little bit. You ordered some very blue I did. beachy drink. Was, I think it was actually called like the beach or something like that. It's weird. I didn't take a picture of what it was called. It's not like me. It's like called, it's some sort of beach martini. 
thing. And it had, um, instead of salt around, not a martini, but like a margarita. No, it was a martini. It was a martini glass, but it was a margarita. Was it a margarita? Whatever. It's something beachy. I don't know. It was something beachy. Instead of having like salt on the rim, it had brown sugar on the rim, which tasted good, but I can't, I don't do well with sugar on the rims of things because inevitably it will get on my hands and then it will make me sticky and I don't like to be sticky. I just, I can't handle it and I get very upset. Well, eventually our table was ready. (laughs) We went in. Very nice. You had your margarita flight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm flipping through the pictures. So I had, um, you had surf and turf. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had a filet with a lobster tail. Yep. And you had roasted carrots and veggies. And I'm looking through it and I had, I also had the filet. And then I had a half rack of ribs. And then I also had green beans and asparagus and a salad. Groovy. Yes. And a dirty martini. Because, you know, I was watching my carbs. For sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, the green beans also had Parmesan cheese. It was great. The asparagus was done with carrots. I mean, not carrots, garlic. Well, uh, it was awesome. I'm flipping through your pictures. What were you doing with the zoom thing? You make my forehead look like it was about four feet tall. It's a wide angle shot. Yeah. Okay. It's fine. I ate everything because I was flipping through the pictures. I got a picture of my plate and it's got a lemon wedge <laughs> and some bones from the ribs. And that's it on mm-hmm. the plate. So, so good. good. So good. So that was also our anniversary, which my parents decided to like call us nonstop on the trip up. And then once we're like, we're here safely, like continue to text and call us the whole night. It's like, thanks, mom and dad. You know, we're out. It's our anniversary. And like your parents have the kids. Thanks so much for that. Mm-hmm. 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 It's like, I got three other siblings. Go annoy them. Can't. Nope. They want to annoy you. Oh, I know. So that was that was the night before. The morning of, we get up. Very early in the morning. Well, of course, that's what happens. Because we've got to go. Uh, we put my kayak out the night before. Mm-hmm. And, you know, look, I mean, it's my kayak. It's Kayaks aren't cheap. But it's also not like it's one of those fiberglass, carbon fiber racing kayaks that are uber expensive. This is one. Um, it's actually made in Michigan. But it is only uh, a few hundred dollars. Yeah. And so I put it out the night before and they've got security watching everything. And then transition is three miles away and they've got people watching it. But like I'm not putting my bike out, which is I mean, there's some people are there with time trial bikes. Some people are there with triathlon bikes. These things are uber expensive. I have a road bike right from the local bike shop. I've done a few modifications to it, but still we're only talking, uh, you know, a little over a thousand dollars. But still, it's not something that we can just go and replace tomorrow. It's not. And the other thing is I don't want it out there because we got, you know, just like the first time we did this, there's temperature changes. I don't want all the condensation building up all over my bike. Right. The night before. So we get up early, drive down there, position the bike and then drive back and get ready to race. You had, uh, this is the part where we get into, like, you had misgivings about this because you haven't gotten to train a lot in this summer. Nope. And we had gone out for a bike ride with kid number, um, one. it was one of those Team Tomasi ones where it was kid number one, you, me, my dad. And I was the lead on the ride and I kept asking kid one, how you feeling, how you feeling, and trying to pick the turnaround. And we went to... What's called a road too far. And the roads, 
are a mile apart. The we're riding south, and when we have to cut over, it's a mile. Every mile, there's a road, crossroad, and then it's a mile over, and then you start heading back. We went one too far, which added an extra through basically three miles to the ride, and you basically ended up with a. I uh, had bruised body parts that you should not want to have. Say a bruised vajayjay. Even with your padded shorts and your padded seat and your big cushy bike. It was just too much, too far, not enough conditioning, not being ready for that. Uh, and that was more, it was less about like being hurt going into this race and just kind of a warning side. You were not in shape and ready for a Kai try. Nope. So you, you bailed out of it. I debated whether to use your kayak because we had rented a kayak and the mm-hmm. one you rented was a little bit faster than the one that actually a lot bit faster than the one I own. But I decided, you know what? I'm not fully confident in my prep, prep, yeah, preparation for this one. I'm going to stick with my kayak, the one I know. I know it's slow, but I also know how it responds. I know how to just, I know the tracking on it. I know everything, how it's going to do everything. I'm going to stick with my kayak. So with that, you didn't. <coughs> Do the race. Um, you have a lovely picture, very because you're a photographer, even if you were using your cell phone, of your lonely kayak all by itself. My dad kayak that we had rented for you. Um, but we also rented it back in 2019, like in November 2019, when they opened registration for the 2020 race. Yep. So we get up and I get out in the water and I'm like, oh my God, I don't know. Am I doing the right thing? Am I choosing the right kayak? But I get out in the water and I'm. I'm lonely because when we did this in 2019, you were out in the water with you and you're taking pictures and yeah, it was fun. Now I'm out there going, am I going to hurt myself? I'm, I'm old now. I'm over 40. Oh, for <laughs> sake. Yes. So we get out there and you know, they do the thing and they got the drone out and drones out above us and the sheriff's department's out there and they got the jet skis and the pontoon boat and keep an eye out and the racing kayaks have shown up and there's all sorts of people in the, Anyway, the horn goes and we take off. And it's the usual thing starting. There's people who don't know what the f*** they're doing on a kayak. And so there are, <laughs> it's bumper boats to start the race. And I'm, you know, I'm used to it because that's most of the races I do. But we take off and I get off to a pretty good start and I'm going off to a pretty good clip. But sure enough, people are passing me as we go. It's a three-mile kayak. So it's pretty much a straight line. And I'm watching people just go and go and go. And I know the racing kayaks are going to go past me, but I'm seeing the recreational kayaks gradually pass me. Like, And um, I know I don't have a fast kayak, but I'm kind of used to that. And But I'll, I feel like a lot are passing me. And, like, and I'm starting to get down on myself going, suck, making a mistake. By the way, your stomach's growling all over the place. I, I know. Anyway. Okay. So we're taking off, um, and I'm just getting frustrated. And, like, when you're, like, two miles into this and there's, like, people bumping into you, I'm like, what the f***? This is a big goddamn lake. <laughs> this one girl, like, I'm trying, I'm tracking. And, I'm like, I know my kayak. It it might not be fast, but god it tracks straight. And she's doing serpentines. I'm like, are we looking out for German U-boats? Is this World War One? What the hell is going on? What are you doing? Um, <laughs> she had a nice little racing kayak, but had no 
fucking clue what she was doing and whatever. <laughs> so I'm working my way around here. I had an, a, another racer who like this dude's like ramming into me from behind. Like he comes in, we're trying to get around uh, some of these buoys. And like, I can see like, you know, look quarter mile, half mile ahead of me. I know where the buoy is. So I know where I need to be. So I can, you know, if I got to turn or tack a little bit, I know exactly where I can do it and I can cut it. These people are coming out of their way out into the bay and then they're trying to come in like a V and cut around this thing. It's like, no, you just you get around the one and you gradually set your line. So you're going to the next one. This person's coming in and they're trying to cut and they're trying to cut and I'm going straight line. And they're coming in to catch them my my stern of my kayak. I'm like, what the f- are you doing? So there's all this stuff going on. But they, even with all that contact and everything, they're still getting past me. I'm like, oh, what the so I'm getting frustrated and I'm like, God, I suck. I'm old. I'm not in shape for this. I'm not ready. I'm doing awful. So I'm pretty down. I'm like, and then at one point I'm like, God, around over my shoulder and stuff. I'm like, I don't see anybody. I'm in God last place. I'm like, what the? I should just like get the transition, grab my bike and bike all the way down to the hotel and not even do this thing. Um, and it's funny, and like one thing I'm thinking about too is like um, the uh, the track coach who took over for me. Her daughter was on my team, and uh, she's always like, "You're so upbeat, you're so positive, you're such a great thinker. You're not like me, you're not negative." And I'm like, "No, no, no, you you just don't know me." I'm like thinking like if she knew what was going through my head right now, she's like, "God, he's like me." <laughs> But uh, and I am, I really am like as much as I can be upbeat and positive for the kids, I get down on myself. You suck. You can't do this. Uh, But I went around one of the buoys because we had to do about a 90 degree turn around the coast heading in the park. And I that was a good time to look over my shoulder. And sure enough, I see about a third of the pack. So I'm like, okay, I'm not in last place, but I'm not doing good. So I, I hit the beach. I get up on the beach. They move transition instead of being on the beach where your bike was actually sitting in the sand, now it's get across, you got to run across the sand. Then they got the water where usually they had the water outside of transition, like exiting. You had to get through the water station in which at that point I'm like, I'll take my sweet time because I can suck. Uh, I get like across the sidewalk in the grass, get in there, go into transition, take like a four minute transition. And then I see the clock and it's like, Holy shit, I'm already faster than I was the last time I did this when I did all sorts of training for and like Kai tried training. So then that kind of kind of spurred me on. So I took off on the on the um, bike ride and I'm passing people all over the place. And the first time we did this race, like nobody passed me on the bike once I got out there and I was passing people with right this time. It's passing people all over the place. Uh, get up to the turn. One annoying piece was some had their somebody in a big pickup truck as their support crew her and her husband or boyfriend or male companion handing out water bottles and stuff but they get up to the turn because you go it's a out and back mm-hmm. and the god uh pickup with the like the double tires on the back nice stops right at the turn in and they're handing out water bottles and they're sitting like talking and i'm like I'm trying to do my I'm doing my turn right now and now you got your pickup blocking it. But other than that, the bike ride was great. Uh I was three quarters of the way through though, and this woman on a um time trial bike 
went whizzing past me. And I'm like, no. So I like took off and um, trying to keep up with her. And that helped me with pacing. The first time we did this, I was only averaging 14, 15 miles an hour. Like my, my peak was 17, but I was really about 14, 15 was the average. 13, my cruising got down to at one point. This time I was excited because my my cruising speed was averaging around 17, 18, and it was as high. I mean, actually it was as high as like 23, 24, but I was really keeping that cruising around, depending on where we were, there's an uphill climb in it. It's gradual, 17, 18, 19, and then on the way back it was in the 20s. Cool. So... My bike time was much better than the first time I did it. Of course, I'm a lighter and I've got more biking experience on this bike. Mm -hmm. And then it came for the run. But the hard part was on the tail end of the bike ride, right in the tendon of my right knee, uh, it just started screaming, aching. I'm gonna like, I'm going to power through this. Get out there, go for the run. Um, and this thing hurts the whole way. And I'm running kind of with a limp. Yep. Because you could see it when you you were running through the finish line. Yeah. Like I saw your facial expression and I looked down and I saw your knee and I was like, "Mm, that's not good. That's not good. But even then, uh, considerably faster on the run, not nearly as fast as when I was doing 5Ks. Uh, The previous summer in 2020, uh, like those were like the fastest 5Ks in my adult life. I was so excited. I had a PR for myself, Um, at least in my adult life, Not, not since getting fat, not in high school. You know, it still came in faster than the previous time. Didn't walk, ran it past. I was picking off person after person. It was it was fun. Good. So loved it. Crossed the finish line. Uh, while Upper Hand Brewery was not a sponsor, the uh, the local restaurant at the hotel at the finish line was. Mm-hmm. And of course, the beers on tap were Upper Hand Brewery <laughs> beers. So uh, attached to our bib, we had. Um, Drink coupons and food coupons. They had breakfast burritos. I was very happy this time around. The breakfast burritos did not have potato bits in it. Yeah. So I opened up mine. I didn't eat the tortilla, but I ate the the bacon and the eggs and cheese. They were yummy. And they had beers right there on tap. And uh, they, they had to switch it out. They originally, they had the, the IPA and the upper hand light. Mm-hmm. But the upper hand light ran out. So I got one and you got the other. And I had the... IPA and you had the UPA. Yeah. Because it's the UPA. And um we sat and we enjoyed it and we didn't stick around for the awards because I I came in seventh for my age group. That's pretty good. But once again it was the the uh the usual age group and yeah. Um as much as I was thinking during that kayak that I suck and I can't do this, um I did it and I didn't suck. No, you didn't. You did great. No. Super proud of you. Uh, I couldn't walk by that evening. but uh, So that was the race and the after party. Let's talk about post-race and how that all went. What did we do afterwards? I mean, the first time around, we went and we went up the Rapid River and we wanted to see some waterfalls, which there's not much in that general vicinity because we didn't want to drive too far. But this time we went for a little adventure. Yeah, an hour away is Lake Superior. And I wanted to go stick my feet in another lake, not Lake Michigan. Like you've seen Lake Superior before. You've been up to Michigan Tech, but it was always in winter. Yeah, I'm not sticking my feet in the lake in the middle of winter. Well, yeah, we'd have to get a chainsaw and cut a hole in it. Right, and then I would have died from hypothermia. 
and my foot falling off from being frostbitten. You've never seen Lake Superior when it was not frozen near the shore. So, yeah, it was only a, an hour away. And once I got cleaned up and um, you got cleaned up, too, we went, we hopped in the car. You drove and we ran up to uh, Marquette, Michigan and right downtown. And we went and wandered around and looked at the little shops. And, of course, Marquette's a tad hilly. Mm-hmm. So that was a lot of fun after our triathlon. It wasn't. <laughs> We found a cute little bookshop. We did. Bought some books there for the kids. Mm-hmm. Oh, we found some other shops. One was advertising hockey gifts. You know what? Spoiler alert. I couldn't find any That's hockey gifts in that place. True. They had hockey socks. What? Oh, yes. Yeah, socks with like hockey sticks on it. But we did find some cool little jewelry that we're thinking like, you know, this would be great for kid one. Nice earrings. We found some restaurants. We were looking around. We eventually went to one where we got to sit outside within... The uh, the lower harbor in Marquette, Michigan, in the background, the ore docks right there, the historical ore docks. I uh, got some cute pictures of you. We had some great food. Uh, the whitefish dip was out. I'm like, how do you have the whitefish dip out of stock in the UP on the weekend? But whatever. College was getting ready to start up again. We went down, the, down to one of the beaches. You got to put your feet in the water. And how did Lake Superior feel? Cold. <laughs> no sh- it was cold. I kept my feet in it for about five minutes, and then I had had enough. My apologies to all family members that I have that are in um, the UP, and especially in Marquette, Michigan, which I, I have a cousin who lives in downtown. Uh, I've got an aunt and uncle there. I've got other relatives nearby. We didn't pop in. We didn't say hi. Uh, I'm sorry we were there for, uh, what, really just a few hours. Yeah. We went. We wandered around downtown basically looking for places to eat and drink. Uh, we ate and drank. You put your feet in the water, and then we went back home. We had a late lunch, right around like three o'clock. Mm-hmm. 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 And then we took an hour back home. Uh, on our way up there, we also went and uh, got stopped by a Dollar General because they're f-ing everywhere. <laughs> and uh, what did we get at Dollar General? Cable ties because mm-hmm. we put the kayak back on the car and strapped it down, <laughs> and had no problems with it. Nope. Um, after our late lunch slash first dinner, once we got back to uh, Gladstone, we had a second dinner back at the hotel. Late dinner. The hotel the- restaurant is extremely good. <laughs> yeah, it is. Like people always make the fun of hotel time- restaurants, but this one is fantastic. Well, and it's overlooking the lake. And the other thing that's fun to us is it has a, a banquet facility and it usually has a wedding going on. So we can sit there looking out the window and the when they flow out of the banquet facility, there's kind of like a little atrium area and out mm-hmm. in the grass. There's and like so, a gazebo back so we there. can make fun of like, oh, that's what the in wedding attire is this year. You know, like because we're old, um, but it's overlooking the water in the bay. So the first time we went up, we had what, two or three meals there. And this time we had two meals there. So we uh, this time I had the whitefish and it was fantastic for my second dinner this was a late night dinner i had chicken and it was great along the way though um and we mentioned this i think in our last episode we brought up a bottle of whiskey so like after the race i had a nice whiskey drink and then after we finished our dinner we went back to the room had a whiskey drink relaxed it was great and then it was uh it was time for the trip home Mm mm-hmm 
So we got up in the morning, loaded everything into the van, and took off and drove down US 2, went across the bridge. Actually, first we stopped and we did some selfies from the UP looking at the bridge and back at the lower peninsula. We did not climb the giant tower this time around. Nope. But uh, we went across the bridge. Very calm going across the bridge. No issues. No issues the whole way down. Went all the way home. Got home. And just in time to uh, print off score sheets and go to the hockey championship weekend. Because when I was setting up the schedule, I was trying to make it so... I didn't have hockey that weekend, but I miscounted and forgot we were taking 4th of July weekend off. So got those done. Kid number one was playing goalie for bad hockey. I didn't play, but luckily I had some uh, guys who were willing to help me out and go in there and um, defend her. And actually the rink owner, Mr. Rink owner, as we refer to him, was a complete bad and I deeply appreciate it. Was making sure that... um, how should we put it? How have we referred to him before? The mad Russian? <laughs> Kid one's little Russian nemesis. Mm-hmm. Uh, older gentleman who uh, thinks he's a bad <laughs> uh, scoring on an 11-year-old. Kid, a coach, uh, Mr. Grink owner, her coach was awesome. Made sure that he couldn't get any shots on her. And because uh, that dude is just winding up and using all his power on a kid. Um, and cherry picking left and right. Um, she played great. And then, uh, we had our, our final weekend of hockey. Uh, I played in the championship game. We lost my legs hurt, especially that night after the race, after we got back from Marquette, I could barely walk. I looked like the tin man needing an oil can. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then I spent the day in the car and so I went and played defense. We had a, we had nine skaters and a goalie. So we played with 3D and six forwards. And so it was plenty of skating. And uh, it was a rough game. And the league leader in scoring was shooting pucks left and right. And most of them were bouncing off of me. Um, My knee still hurts where he hit me on the inside of the knee, even with my pads on. Uh What? Are you on? Uh huh. Because of the bruise. Because of the bruise. Bruise has finally gone away. There's still a bump in there. Uh, I didn't win. I, I have put up a photo of, uh, I think I put it up on my personal Facebook, but it was like of me holding the trophy going, distributing, not collecting. Of course, like the local rink, uh, the joke is, of course, that I suck and as a captain because I haven't won the championship as a captain. I've won it other places, but not at the local rink. It would be nice to win it eventually. We'll see. So that was uh, that was the night. That's a hell of a weekend, though. It's like yeah, that's a whole lot of exercise all in one weekend. Well, say drive up to the UP on Friday with the panic attack and the clinched and everything, and uh, the kayak flying off the almost flying off the car. Then on Friday, Saturday, do a triathlon, then drive from Lake Michigan up to Lake Superior mm-hmm. for drinks and toes in the water. Drive back to Lake Michigan for dinner and drinks. Then drive next morning. Drive back down to the bottom of the Lower Peninsula and play hockey. And that was that was our weekend adventure. Yep, it was good. So, what are your thoughts on this? Other than you, uh, I mean, I know you didn't do the race because you weren't feeling up to it. But would you be willing to do it again? Yeah, definitely. As long as I have like a chance to train for it. 
How do you feel about the race in general? Is this the still race one is of- fantastic? It is so much fun. The vibe is really good. It's an amazing. The course is great. The kayak part of it is wonderful. It's it's three miles across a little tiny bay. It's flat, flat as a pancake. It's so nice. Well, I um, hope it's flat. It's water. I mean, it's not like we're going through rapids or a waterfall. It's to like choppy water. Okay. <clears throat> the bike ride is, I would say, relatively flat, it but is. it's it's got enough hills and change in it that you do have to shift. Yeah, there's some gradual not, inclines, there's some sharper inclines, but it's not oh, bad. It's not bad. It's uh, we've done other ones where there is more hilly and it's like not as fun. Oh, for sure. Um, no, this is a really nice bike course, and then the run part. And they of do it, a great job because mm-hmm. it, there's a railroad crossing. Mm-hmm. They've got people there with cowbells warning you. When you're downtown and there's a traffic light and everything, they got people out there with stop signs. Stop. Even if the uh, the perpendicular traffic has a green light, they will hold out stop signs and wave you through going, go, go, go. I made sure no matter how out of breath I was or how hard I was going to say thank you because yeah. their, their volunteers are outstanding. And, of course, they're taking photos the whole way. Mm-hmm. They do a great job. Uh, I can't say enough things about the organization of this race to do a great job. I hope they continue to do it. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. And then the walk and the run part on that path is delightful. Like it's it's paved and there's like wildflowers growing and it's along the edge of the bay and it's just it's pretty and it's nice. Yes. There is a challenge to it, uh, in that um and this is partly as a coach, I guess former cross country coach, but as a coach the first time we did it, the morning of, we went out and we were setting up our bikes in transition. It was 42 degrees. Mm-hmm. When the race started, we were the surface temperature on shore was 48, but we were out in the water, so it was probably colder. It was in the 50s, 60s, uh, biking. I, I remember, you know, peeling layers and we're out on the bike and like the air is going through the vents of my shoes and I'm going, my toes are cold. What the f- am I doing? But when we crossed the finish line, it was in the, it was like 68, 72. This time we did it, it was um, 54 when we were putting the bikes out. It was 58 on shore when we started out in the water. And I crossed the finish line, it was 77. Mm-hmm. So it does take some planning in terms of layers peeling. Like when I was out uh, paddling this time, I didn't put my uh, my splash pants on. I just had my bike shorts on, but I had my paddle jacket on, which is, it's not waterproof, but it's water resistant and it'll, you know, Velcro with rubber seals on the wrists. Uh, got to uh, transition, peeled that jacket off, put on my bike shoes, my bike, um, my socks. I had my bike shorts on and I had layers on, went out biking. I had a long sleeve bike jersey on. Got back to transition, ditched the bike jersey, and then I just had a sleeveless arm, Under Armour shirt on. Mm-hmm. And it was perfect, perfect uh, contribution of layers or combination. Yeah. I definitely want to do this again. Uh, kid one and kid two want to come. Kid three, they keep trying to tell kid three he needs to come too. I don't know. Maybe only if we can get like either my parents or your parents to come and help watch the kids and coordinate. But the hard part is also it's our anniversary and like, Mommy, daddy time. We need some. <laughs> yeah. I feel like there are other races we can sign them up for that are closer to home. There are, but like at some point we do need to get our kids across the bridge. Okay, but we could just take them there. We don't have to sign them up for a friggin' triathlon all the way up there. 
to take them across the bridge. That's true. And then they don't have to interrupt anniversary weekend. That is, if this was offered on more than one weekend, uh, like if they did an an, did this anniversary weekend, but also a different weekend, I feel like the the trade off on it is um, it's well done, and they keep that fun, loose vibe mm-hmm. that uh, it is a good first experience. Just unfortunately, it also lines up with our anniversary. Yeah. If it didn't line up with our anniversary and didn't line up with the start of school. Right. That's the other problem. That was the first thing. The first year we did it, it lined up with the start of school. This year, they backed it up a little bit, but then backed up with our anniversary, which is like a race on our anniversary. That's not the first time that's happened. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, well. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. But uh, you sound hungry, so we got to get you some munchies. <laughs> okay. Sorry. By the way, uh, spoiler Arriving this Friday, uh, I ordered off Amazon a while ago. They were way back ordered, but those um, low carb peanut butter cups, yum, yeah, yay, twenty four showing up, twenty four two packs. So really, like forty eight, forty eight peanut butter cups are showing up. A low carb so ones, <laughs> so good. You wouldn't think they'd be good because they don't really have sugar in them, but they're amazing. Yeah, so those are showing up. So anyway. Uh, this has been fun. This was another one, you know, and this kind of lines up uh, a year ago. We did an episode speaking about our weekend adventure for our anniversary. We went up and did the uh, Leelanau Trail. Oh, yeah. From Traverse City up to Sutton's Bay and back, mm-hmm. which was a great bike adventure. And it kind of replaced because that's when this race was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So this was our race. For the rest of the year, I don't actually have any races lined up. I've got a few bike adventures in terms of like the Beer 30, which we've spoken about before, or the Apple Cider Century. You're signed up for the Apple Cider Century. And that's about it. Um, and that's fine with me. And, of course, we love doing um, Pedals to Pints and Beer 30 when they fit our schedules. Or not Beer 30. I'm sorry. Bike Buchanan, which... Uh, Kid number one and I have gone, been down for a few bike pecans, but it's hard to fit the schedule on Tuesdays. Yep. So we'll uh, we'll definitely be staying active, and we'll speak about those. But in terms of a weekend adventure without the kids and getting away and having fun and enjoying the UP and driving past all the little smoked fish stacks, which also sell cheese and pasties, which you like to call pasties, and yeah. 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 It's been fun. Loads of fun. Anyway, uh, this has been another episode of the Red Arrow Health and Wellness Podcast. We drop episodes on Mondays, most Mondays. <laughs> Go back and look at plenty more. This has been episode 79. We got 78 other ones to listen to. But for now, Jessica, it's been fun. Loads of fun. Bye. Bye.